All right, we have to start. Let's do it. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 84. It's Monday night, October 25th, 2021. Thank you for listening. Sounds good. House of Hoops, where we eat, sleep, and pray basketball. The alternative media where you get the real truth. With me tonight in studio, right across from me is Brian Clark. Hey, what up, Brian? Yo, coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota, is Boyer Brady. Hey, how's it going? What up, Bo? Thanks for being here. Yeah, the NBA season has arrived. Week one is in the books. We're gonna cover all of our usual segments. We got a pick game got our lowered expectations we're gonna hang out talk some hoops (laughs) please visit houseofhoops.com that's h-a-u-s of hoops.com there you can find links to our social media you can listen to this podcast. Might actually get these music tracks on there. I'm not sure, though. I don't know how to do that. How's everybody doing in here? You guys all right? Good. Oh, you yeah. all right? You good? Doing good. Good, good. What's been going on? Uh, Brian, let's start with you this week. What you been up to this week? Um, Just, just working a lot. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> Working a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, a lot of hours. I did. I did have a lot of hours this week. I had a very long, long weekend. Boo. Of working. Mm-mm. You were there for a lot of it, too. Not as much as me. Too much work is a 
Quick way to find the grave early. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a tough time finding time to, like, watch basketball. That's okay. Just, just, like, wa- just watch it, enjoy it, much less, like, analyzing it, you know? Yeah. That's why whenever I get, like, a thought or whatever, I have to, like, write it down. Uh-huh. Like, immediately. Because there is so much going on every day for me, and I mm-hmm. assume the same for you. Yeah, it's like if I don't write it down, dude, I'm like on to the next thing, mm-hmm. and you just start bringing my notebook to work. I guess that's where I'm watching most of my basketball right now, dude. A later, I'll show you the app I use. Oh, okay. Maybe you'll find it useful. Yeah. I tried to show it to Laddie, but he was so confused. He didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) Back when Laddie used to be on here. Miss you, Laddie. Anything stand out from the week? Got to watch a little Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. That was fun. They've been good. Anything outside of basketball? Um, No, not really. No. Uh, I watched, uh, I made time to watch Succession after work last night. Oh, there you go. And that was awesome. Dude, I watched it, and I don't remember it. Yeah. It was a really, really good episode. Watch it again. You, ha- yeah, you got to. Yeah. You got to absorb it. I was going to watch it today, but I just got too busy. Yeah. I mean, you got, you know, you got until next Sunday. I got really tied up making music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize that we weren't allowed to, like, necessarily use whatever music we wanted to. <laughs> So now I'm like, well, I can make that. I can make music. Never never made music before in my life. So that's where mm-hmm. that's where this is coming from. Yeah. This fucking nonsense that you're hearing <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> maybe it'll get better, maybe it'll get worse. I don't know. I don't really care. It's f- fun. Like, Bo, what did you think about that music? <laughs> if you want to call it that. I, I thought um, fun is a good good word for it. Yeah. Something you're making, so I, I can dig that. And it's only the second song I've heard that you've done, so I can't wait to see how it evolves. Yeah, I mean, it's keeping it loose, keeping it real light, keeping it fun. I'm sure it's annoying to some people, though, but that's okay. One of these days you're going to come in and it's just going to be one continuous loud noise for three minutes. <laughs> It was uh, it was shorter this week. I appreciate that. Right? <laughs> I figured out time. That's, that's an improvement. <laughs> I feel like the music will be a lot like this podcast where it starts out really rough and then it gets like slightly better over a long period of time. So, Bo, Brian's got fucking yep. nothing. And I don't have much either on my you know, like personal life or whatever. What have you been up to? We did. It was fall break for St. Paul public schools this past weekend. So they had the kids had Thursday and Friday off. And so our family and then two other families, one guy, one family lives right behind us. So basically our next door neighbor, they're just across the alley. And then another neighbor, one street over and two houses down. We rented a cabin in Wisconsin and we went there for, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night with us and I guess was it seven kids? Oh, that's so cool. Six adults and seven kids. Yeah. You went on vacation again. We did. Yeah. Wow. We were in what kind of 
northeast Wisconsin near the Michigan border, the Upper Peninsula mm-hmm. part of Michigan. And we were about 45 minutes from Lake Superior. So we drove up in this small little Michigan town to check out the lake. It was big and cold. Any fish? As I expected. What'd you say? Any fishing? We did not fish um, in Lake Michigan. We did fish off the dock at the cabin we rented, but we did not catch anything. Oh, okay. Ain't no good at fishing. No, it was mainly the kids were fishing. They were just using some kind of rubber worm with kid poles. I, I didn't have my my uh, Wisconsin fishing license. I wasn't about to mess with, with no game warden. Mm-mm. Okay, that's fun. Some good quality family time. Yeah, we got the kids to bed by about 9.30 every night, and then the adults listened to Hindi music and played cards. And did drugs. Uh, actually, we brought the marijuana with us, but we never did it. <laughs> I was just kidding, but all right. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and we ate psychedelics. <laughs> and went I wish. Swimming nude in the water. Found water out would have been cold. Found out a lot about our neighbors. It's kind of like the big chill. <laughs> Is that the Zach Galifianakis movie? What? No. No. You ever seen the Big Chill? I don't know. It's a great movie. Maybe it's not. It's an '80s movie. It's uh, it's like a group of college friends, and they get together. I don't know, ten years after they graduate, one of them dies, so they get back together, like reminisce. And yeah, they get like a they get they like rent a house, and they. Oh, like, 1983. I've not <clears> seen that movie. They like smoke marijuana, and they all like fuck each other, and. They watch a. I think they went to Michigan. They're watching like a Michigan football game. I don't know if and I've seen like, this. They're like out in the yard, like throwing the football around, and it gets like contentious, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, it's it's a it's a good it's a good movie. The soundtrack was really popular because it had a bunch of like '60s rock and soul. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen that, man. I was thinking of the snowboarding movie. Oh, was that called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that called, Bo? It'll be it all out it, cold. Yeah, out cold. <laughs> I've never seen that. It's pretty hmm. funny. Yeah, out cold. It's hilarious. What was the name of the other one? The Big Chill. The Big Chill. It's got a bunch of good actors in it. It's got uh, Jeff Goldblum. You know, I might have seen that. Um, it's been a long time. Who else is in that movie? I'll watch it again and um, have tons to make fun of it for next week. I'll try. I'll try and watch it. This week, get it from the library. Let's all watch the big chill. Oh, we got a little Composo and Rubio are getting into it. Oh, so Composo speaks Italian and then Rubio speaks Spanish and Cantalons. They're, hey, uh, what are you doing? I wish I could be funnier, but in my head, it's funny. It's just not, I can't deliver. The Blazers are playing the Clippers. We'll watch Cleveland and Denver. Oh, yeah, I like this little. Oh, yeah, I like that. We got our buddy uh, J.B. Bickerstaff pushing against Mike Malone. Compazzo's trying to prove to Rubio that he belongs in the league. And Rubio's like, I should still be in the league too. Rubio's been good. He's always good. He felt Compazzo fouled the shit out of him on that play. <laughs> Compazzo stripped that ball in the dough for it. You must be a little behind me, but yeah. 
Me and Brian are drinking White Claws. What are you drinking, Bo? Anything? I have a, a Fair State Pilsner. Oh, Pilsner, like a Miller Lite. Yeah, is that I good? Suppose. Yeah, it's a a popular beer up here. This Pilsner. It's one of my favorites. Oh, nice. So, what else have you been up to? Just that. But yeah, basically, mm-hmm. we recorded month. No, we recorded Tuesday, and then mm-hmm. short the next week. day Wednesday. We basically got ready to go out of town on Thursday. So that was it, basically. Kevin Love has a whole head of gray hair. He really looks like a beach boy now. Hmm. It's getting a little feisty mm, out yeah, there. Denver may have passed the ball too many times on that possession. <laughs> did Kevin Love and Rubio play together in Minnesota? I think they did. Probably. But I, meant, I actually thought about that in my head. And I said I should know this. I should look it up, but I never looked it up. This is like a little reunion. I can't imagine how they didn't. Yeah. Oh, they definitely did, yeah. They've played together for years and never made the playoffs. Well, I was thinking that, too. Well, add this year to the list. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys ever watch Real Sports with Brian Gumbel on HBO? No. No, I've seen Family Guy make fun of it, but <laughs> it's not terrible. They they take their shit really fucking seriously, though. Like it's serious sports journalism. Uh, they've got the one guy. What is it? Uh, I like when Brian Gumble takes his glasses off. That's how you know he's like really getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his glasses off and stares into the camera. <laughs> They have, they have some very uh, interesting stories on there. They had a basketball one last week. It was about guys that are like seven six and taller or something like that. And they were talking about like Taco Fall. And that one guy that's from fucking, I don't even remember where he's from. Is it Robert Bobrowski? And Brian, you know who this is. Bob Bobrowski? We've been... We've been watching this guy play for a long fucking time. Look, here's a picture of him. Oh, the dude with the long ass neck. <laughs> yeah. Long neck, skinny as a bone. Yeah. Can you see that, Bo? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, remember we used to like share videos of him? Mm-hmm. He's 7'7". Seven, seven. He, he, he like could barely run up and down the court mm-hmm. back when we were watching the videos. But he's 7'7". Seven, seven. He can mm-hmm. dunk just standing there. Yeah. These guys, I think the rate of like guys that are over seven three or something, it's like I forget what the exact stat was, but it was like one out of seven makes the NBA. Shit! After mm-hmm. they get to a certain height, ah, uh-huh. and he's one of those, and he like wants to go to the NBA. Hmm. It's like his only way out. But the whole like it's really weird. This guy is super self conscious. He's not comfortable mm-hmm. being seven seven yeah. at all, and uh, he's like a rail dude. He's no, he's feeble. He, he needs to get on that Zaire Williams like five thousand dollar five thousand calorie. I don't think he can like gain day, weight. Yeah, but he's super insecure, and he wears a hoodie through the whole interview. And they're like, "Yeah, that's like his cover. Like he mm. hides under that hoodie." 
and they talked about it afterwards. But he's trying to make it to the pros, but the whole thing was just about how these guys are so tall, and um, they used a bunch of like uh, circus references and stuff. It was really, I mean, these guys are like sideshows, and they kind of talked about how they feel like freaks and like sideshows where everywhere they go. And they kind of talked about why fans like cheer for them and like want to watch them play. Like why does taco fall get so much love in Boston? I mean, it's got, it's got to, there has to be, it's gotta be ironic. Everybody's right? Like, we like, want yeah, taco. Yeah. We want yeah. taco. I think it has a little bit of like, uh, something to do with, we want to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Like this, like it's very rare to have a guy that tall. Like, mm-hmm. let me see what he can do. Like Manu Pol or yeah, anybody. George Murison, Sean Bradley. What can they do? You would just want to see what they can do. Or Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, because it's so rare. But Boban's not like seven seven. Measly seven three. Mm. He's still kind of a reasonable height. I don't know. Man. It's not <laughs> seven four. I think it's pretty pretty. That's seven, pretty unreasonable. Four. Yeah, it's pretty unreasonable. And that might be like the line that they said in the show of like how tall. But yeah, one out of seven guys over that height make the NBA. It's really strange. But there is a lot of hype over these super tall guys because imagine without basketball, like what would these people do? Like for a living. What would their life be? So yeah, a lot of these guys that are super tall, they get told about basketball they were never even interested in it in it until they get to a certain height Mm -hmm. and people are like you have to play basketball yeah like like it or not (laughs) you're playing basketball and for a lot of these guys it's a way out you know you make you get one nba contract and you're set for life you know it'll be interesting i think this guy will probably somebody i don't know he's so skinny i imagine somebody will draft him just to see what they can do with him. Robert Bobrovsky. Well, or he could play overseas too. Mm -hmm. Hungarian. Hungarian native. He's from Hungary. He needs to get hungry, put some fucking meat on those bones. He was born in Romania. Okay, so where is he now? Rochester University. Bo, that's not too far from you, is it? Is it Minnesota? Uh, Michigan? Rochester? Now, is this Upper Peninsula or Lower Peninsula? It looks like it's in Detroit. Okay. Area. So that's really far. So let's give you a little geography lesson. No, thanks. <laughs> How far is it? 10 hours and 12 minutes. 702 miles. <laughs> I mean, we got to go scout this guy, right? But to be fair, Jeff, to you, I did tell you I went to Michigan this weekend. Right? That's what I was kind of basing it on. Like, is that far? There's not a whole lot in the UP. In the upper, there is Marquette, which I'd love to go check out Marquette. All right. Well, look, he's he might be playing at a school near you at some point. So I want you to keep an eye on Rochester University. And, if dude, you have to go. Like, you got to drop all your shit and go to a I'll game. I'll check their schedule and see what's up. You yeah, you have to. Uh, I'm not asking. <laughs> this is your job. 
This is what you get paid to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you looked at a picture of this guy yet on your computer? Yeah, I, I've I've looked at him. I forgot why I came across him, but probably because yeah, I sent absolutely. you a video or something. I've been watching this guy for a minute. Yeah, so that's kind of one thing I did this week. I watched that real sports. I kind of like those sometimes. I like I like to fall asleep watching them. I haven't seen one in a while, but I, just, I remember that uh, Frank Defford, mm-hmm. the, the kind of old, the old guy with the hair. Mm-hmm. He was really good on that. He's kind of kind of goofy. He passed away. Oh, okay. American sports writer passed away four years ago. Let's see what else I've been up to. Uh, oh yeah, we shaved our pussy. You did what now? What? <laughs> yeah, I was getting all bushy, like long hair. So we shaved it real short and tight. Just had to do it. But uh, she looked so different that the other cat was growling at her and shit, <laughs> like she didn't recognize her. <laughs> Had to do it though. Fur was all matted up. Yeah, she was starting to get some some mats and stuff. Yeah, it can't be healthy for the kitty, so you know we took care of it. And now, and there was a couple days where she just didn't seem like herself. She's like laying around, all sad and mopey, all mopey puss. And then uh, she's getting back now, though. She's like running around freely. For a while, she was just laying around all the time. And I was like, I bet that hair's like pulling on her skin and shit. Mm -hmm. They weren't really bad mats, but they were there. And uh, apparently, you have to groom these long hair pussies. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yep. Got to brush them. Yeah, you got to brush it out. Brush that puss. Yeah, you you sent a picture of the cat in our group text. And you said, shave the cat today. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I thought that meant you shaved the cat. Fuck no! Are you yeah, crazy? Right. So I was. Uh, <laughs> Alex was working. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I think Jeff. Did you guys him. do this yourself?" Or she's like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to keep you guessing on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to have a long hair cat. We'd probably have to get her. We'd have to take her in to get a buzz cut couple times a year yeah. and we'd, we'd brush her and like there was just no sometimes like real thick long hair there's just no there's nothing you can do no and cats don't like getting brushed either they're not like dogs you know Mm-mm. so uh what else do you guys want to talk about what's going on uh, i started this new podcast or it's not a new podcast but it's a series a new series on an a, an ongoing podcast mm-hmm. it's on the podcast is called reveal you guys ever listen to that? No. Well, Reveal's a good podcast. You should check it out. But they just started this the series on their, this. Uh, it was in Loosedale, Mississippi, which is not too far from Hattiesburg, where I used to live, which is right on the like near the Alabama border in the southeast corner of the state, just up from the Gulf. Hmm. And it's about this this running back, this high school running back. He's a junior, and he. He was he was better. He was like I, I forget what his stats were, but like his junior year, he ran for like three thousand yards and averaged like seven and a half yards a carry or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. And and the they interviewed the play by play like the guy that did the play by play for the 
for the team and they and the guy said yeah you watch this stuff in slow motion and it looks like everybody else is moving slow motion but he's moving regular speed like he he was going to get a scholarship to auburn he was like the real deal and so he in 2008 he had this traffic stop and he got shot and he had a shotgun with him because he'd go hunting in the morning and the police say this shotgun discharged. Of course, you know, his dad says, no, like he was an experienced hunter and he would never drive with a loaded gun. Mm-hmm. And, and through the first two episodes that, that are out now, that's all that's out. Um, you know, they kind of say, well, one, like they're, they're, they're not, this is not a true crime podcast. They're not doing that. They're just exploring like what happened, trying to dissect it through the eyes of, uh, you, you know, racism in America and systematic racism and being a black, black kid. And, you know, like basically an all white police force in town. And he was apparently dating this girl who was white and the, the girl's father had ties to the police force somehow. And so, you know, it's just real fishy. And the police, the forensics evidence that, or like the whatever evidence, the the grand jury or whoever, however it worked out, they concluded that, you know, that it was an accidental discharge of the gun. Mm. And people are obviously skeptical because why, well, accidental discharge or suicide, that's what they d- determined. And it's like, well, this guy didn't kill himself. He was about to get his letter from Auburn. Like he had everything to live for. Is it, me. Is it Billy Joe Johnson? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Billy Joe Johnson. Sorry, I didn't say that. Have you heard of this? No, I'm looking at it now. Apparently, there was an older podcast called Reveal, but it's not what you're talking about. But now I'm seeing this new one. It's a seven-part series. <clears throat> yeah, so I've listened to the first two, and they're awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, Al Letson is the host yeah he goes to mississippi to cover uh this deep water horizon oil spill and then uh everyone in town is talking about this billy joe johnson so he like switches his story yeah over. that is al yeah okay it's all and he's awesome his his journalism is like top notch yeah it looks cool i have no idea when am i gonna fucking find time to watch all this shit listen to all these things so yeah that's that's caught my attention for sure cool it looks good i think it was dan wetzel he was at the um he's the guy i don't know if he still writes for yahoo but at the time he was working for yahoo and he went down for the like the the hearings and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so he had covered it so it was a national story I'll be interested and to check I, that out. I, I'll try to make I'll try to make time to listen to that this week. A couple yeah. of them, anyway. Let's move on to follow-ups from last week. So I guess we gotta talk about this Pat thing. Pat got real upset with me because last week we were talking about the Vols. Oh yeah, you were you were unclear on a rule, I believe. Yeah, because I don't watch college football. Right. I probably shouldn't talk about it at all. I guess. Are we, are we currently? Call, or is this segment going to be an official correction? Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, I shouldn't talk about college football at all if I don't know all the fucking <laughs> rules. 
But officials apparently cannot cancel or call a game. So when the UT volunteer fans started throwing trash all over the field, it, it was not within the officials' power to call the game or cancel the game. Now, what the officials could have done was suspended the game. Hmm. So I used the wrong word. Cancel was not the right word. Sure. Suspend. And then the athletic directors or somebody in team management would, at that time, decide what to do after the officials had suspended the game. Mm -hmm. So what I meant to say was, apparently, <laughs> is those fans are lucky that the officials did not suspend play mm -hmm. and empty that stadium because of their behavior, because of their obnoxious, unruly behavior. In Knoxville. That's what I should have said. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Pat, for letting me know how stupid I am <laughs> and thinking that officials in college football could cancel a game. They cannot. So I just want to set the record straight there. They do, however, because I looked through the 256-page college football rule book and did find that they can suspend the game. Oh, nice. But they cannot cancel. So did they say, he made it very clear that the athletic director alone can right. cancel the game. Right. And then you said, well, what if the athletic director is dead? Right. Well, I brought it to his, How does it like, go? How, what's the chain of command there? <laughs> it would be the next guy in line, apparently. Like the vice athletic the vice, director? Yeah. The, the athletic the, vice director? I don't know. Right. I don't know how you... Yeah. Vice athletic director. There's probably some 16 year old kid that works in the video room. Eventually it gets down to like, they just call like Paul Feinbaum or something. <laughs> yeah. So, well, my, my thing was, well, well, Pat, if there's like a mass shooting, like the officials have to do something like mm -hmm. a mass shooting in the arena, in the stadium. No. <laughs> like the officials have to have some sort of power. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, it's up to the eighties on what to do. I said, well, what if the 80s are dead? <laughs> Surely somebody has to make a tough call on what to do. They call Marty Smith. They call Lee Corso. Somebody, somebody eventually has to what, make the call. What a tough fucking decision that would yeah. be to postpone or suspend that game. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clear that up. I was wrong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Did the, uh, you know, after that, after that tough loss, Mm. To Ole Miss, did, mm -hmm. uh, did the Tennessee Volunteers football team, did they bounce back this past weekend? They played, did they play like Alabama they or something? They played Alabama, yeah. yeah. I don't think they won that game. I was busy that night. I couldn't watch. I feel like you would know if they won. But if they lost, you wouldn't hear anything about it. Probably, yeah. You're probably right. It was expected. Yeah. All right. So... One more quick follow-up. I did try to find these videos of Carl, uh, that Carl Anthony Towns watching of these silverback gorillas <laughs> fighting to the death. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been trying to find these. If anybody knows where I can find those, please uh, hit us up on email or voicemail. I think you could just send an email to the Memphis Zoo and be like, look, I know this is weird, but... <laughs> The only videos I could find was like that kid getting dragged around the silverback oh, gorilla. Oh man! Enclosure. 
That's brilliant. And that didn't really do it for me. It didn't pump me up for anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't I can't find these videos. It must be like on the dark web or something. So I don't know. If anybody has a link, you can send that to us on the website. On the website. On the website. Or you can just send it to me on Twitter. I don't know. Whatever. But uh I need these videos. I want to see what Cat's seeing. What's the Timberwolves record right now, Bo? They two and one. After tonight, they won. Or do they they're two they and lost one. They lost. Tonight? Oh, they yeah. lost. Okay, gotcha. They lost to the Pelicans. I know it's Lyle. easy to assume that they've lost all the games up until this point, but they actually haven't. They have a better record than the Lakers. How about that? I can't say I'm surprised. We'll talk about the Lakers later. Let's move on to voicemails for the week. We did not get any voicemails, mm. but we got a message from our website. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to read it, and then uh, we'll break it down. This message comes from a fellow by the name of Chris. And first of all, I'd like to say uh, thank you, Chris, for the message. Now, the message goes as this. You guys seem pretty high on the Lakers, Brian and Jeff at least. Given that this podcast is Grizz-centric and we just saw the Grizzlies and the Lakers play an extremely punch-for-punch close game, who would each of you pick in a seven-game series if one of the following players was missing for L.A., LeBron, A.D., or Westbrook? He goes on to say, During the game, I was also watching body language. I specifically noticed the level of respect that the vets on L.A. had for Ja Morant. They seemed to shake their heads, hold their palms facing the sky, chuckle and say, what are we supposed to do with that collectively? In contrast, I don't think AD ever once acknowledged Jaron's presence. Jaron was trying to help him up, give him good shot and ass-kissing vibes (laughs) the whole game. Do y'all think there will ever be a point when the aggressive nature of Ja and the passive nature of Jaren no longer coexist peacefully? Love, Chris. Once again, thank you, Chris, for the message. We appreciate it. Now, we can kind of break this down. He's got a lot of questions. He's got a very loaded message here. First of all, he's saying we seem pretty high on the Lakers. Yeah, they have LeBron James, I would say. And Anthony Davis. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook. Um, I don't I don't know. Like, Bo's the only one that's saying that I've ever heard say that they're going to suck. <laughs> I just I just don't like the fit of Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Give me Buddy Heald. Yeah. Because they need more shooters. Okay. Dude, Kent Bazemore is not smarter than a third grader. <laughs> Have you seen that guy play and what he does? Mm-hmm. You want him out there? Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not a big Bazemore guy. I feel like he's more of a slasher. I don't know how he fits on that roster. But they like something about him. Whether it's his I'm defense, it's probably you, his defense. I'm sit down with, with Bazemore and have him do my third grader's math homework, and he's going to be like, I ain't doing this shit. It's probably Get his defense. A- He's just not a smart player. 
Well, they're also on a budget. Have you seen their fucking salary? <laughs> they're getting what they can to fill in the gaps between these huge contract players. Anyway, so then he calls our podcast Grizz-centric, which isn't totally wrong at all. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies a lot, being that we're all from here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. We're not a. We're not a Grizzlies podcast. I mean, we go multiple episodes without talking about the Grizzlies. Not on purpose. It just happens. But, yeah, he's not wrong there. So, yeah, we did just see the Grizzlies and the Lakers play an extremely close game. I agree. A game in which the Grizzlies never backed down, never gave up, never quit. And the Lakers are still, it appears, trying to kind of find their way. Uh, They had a lot of help in that game but yeah in a seven game series if the lakers were missing lebron 80 or westbrook mm, if we're talking about a playoff series after a whole year of playing together but what do you think i mean if the lakers are missing lebron they're not beating the cleveland cavaliers okay brian what do you think I think that if so, they played this game last night. If they were playing game two tonight and they were missing one of those guys, I would pick the Grizzlies to win the series. Hmm. Okay. Although I think it would, I think that the player that would right now would least hurt them to be out would be Westbrook because watching that game last night, I feel like that when LeBron brought the ball brought the ball up the floor, they were a better team. Mm-hmm. Now they have a whole season to get this figured out but I feel like they flowed better and the ball moved better mm-hmm. when LeBron was was bringing the ball up the court and acting as a point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot on LeBron, AD, and Westbrook and all these guys in our pick game of the week coming up later. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think by the time the playoffs roll around, these guys are going to know what they're doing. And also, are we banking on Carmelo Anthony having 29 points like he did uh, yesterday? I mean, no. I don't. He doesn't do that multiple games in a row. I don't think, you know, he doesn't do that seven times in a series. I think this is going to be one of those teams that has like different guys step but up. He can do it once or twice and be that X factor. Yeah, he can. I mean, Carmelo showed last night he can he can win a game for you. Yeah, and one thing that got the Grizzlies in this game was uh, the veteran know how, mm-hmm. and we got kind of rooked maybe by the rook by the referees. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit, but the Grizzlies don't have a lot of experience with seven-game series, and the Lakers have tons. I would probably still take the Lakers, even if they were missing one of those big three guys. I think there's. I still think they're going to gel. I still think they're going to figure this shit out. I don't think that it's just a whole team of dummies. Bo might might be right with Bazemore. I don't know. I never met the fucking guy, but. I think uh, they will figure this out. To me, it hinges on Westbrook and AD figuring it out, how to play together, and figuring out not only how to get Westbrook started in these games, but to get Anthony Davis more involved. I haven't seen Anthony Davis take over a game yet. He hasn't. I would still take the Lakers based on their knowledge, experience, and the way they can work those referees. <laughs> the Grizzlies are really young. 
And I try, I'm just trying to look at it objectively, without if you took being if a you hom- took Homer, huh? If you took Westbrook out of the series, mm-hmm. I would say the Lakers could win. Mm-hmm. If you take AD and it's LeBron and Westbrook, I still think LeBron could probably bring be. If LeBron's in the series, I'd say I'd, that the Lakers are the favorites. But if you mm-hmm. take LeBron out of the equation, I don't. What did what did AD ever do in New Orleans? Well, by himself. AD's in the for the Lakers has had like fifty point games. Oh, Anthony Davis is really good when he gets the ball a lot. He can carry well, a team. Anthony Davis can carry a team with all these vets yeah, around him. But in a seven game series over a deep team like Memphis, where they're where Kent Bazemore's then your fourth guy. Keep in mind that we also haven't seen the Grizzlies with uh, with Dylan Brooks. That's with true. DB, that's right. Right now, I think it might be too early to say, just because these Lakers haven't played together so much. But I would probably take the Lakers if I was putting my money on it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was even odds, either way, I bet <laughs> I'm not getting paid extra for taking the Grizzlies because <laughs> the Grizzlies, Vegas would absolutely call them an underdog. Mm-hmm. No question in my mind. On a series, you think Vegas? Like, what was the over under? Season wins. I think. I think Grizzlies Lakers were, were at fifty two point five, and the Grizzlies were at forty one point five. Yeah, that's ten games. So Vegas thinks the Lakers are a better team. Well, yeah, they have LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I think even. Uh, with one of those guys out, that's tough, though. I mean, why did he have to throw that wrench in there? Asking these tough-ass <laughs> questions. I mean, that's why I said at the series, you know, if that was game one of the series and game two started tonight, mm-hmm. I'd lean more favorably towards the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, six months from now. Could be a totally different yeah. team. They could be just rolling. Yeah. And I still think that they are going to roll. They could. The injuries will be a big concern but to me it since day one it's been about 80 and westbrook figuring out how to play together making that a one-two punch and then uh, maybe that can ease things up for lebron and carmelo to get easy looks or to make it easier for lebron to focus on playmaking and getting guys into position instead of having to take a bunch of shots and score a lot of points um, more on the Lakers later, but the body language thing is pretty interesting where he's talking about uh, John Morant getting a lot of respect from the LA vets. I think John Morant gets respect from a lot of players, maybe not the referees, but a lot of players in the league right now. They do kind of just look at him like, what am I supposed to do? Like they're kind of shocked. Yeah. I hate, you know, like, holy shit. Game recognized game. Mm-hmm. John's a gamer. Yeah. And then uh, with the AD thing and Jaron's presence, I think Jaron looks up to Anthony Davis. It kind of reminds me of a Pau Gasol and Kevin Garnett situation mm-hmm. where Pau Gasol was like, was like, Kevin Garnett was his favorite player. He modeled his game after him. And every time those guys played together or played against each other, Kevin Garnett dominated mm-hmm. Pau Gasol. <laughs> you can't beat your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And of course, Jaren's trying to help him up and like trying to be buddy buddy with the guy that he looks up to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jaren has that. He claims to have a dog in him. Like he wants to be that mm-hmm. tough guy. Jaren. He's always tweeting the fucking uh pissed off emojis and shit, you know? Like, oh, we're tough. I don't know if he has the maturity yet. He's not a killer. So and gotta be a killer. And will there ever be a point when the aggressive nature of Jaw and the passive nature of Jaren no longer coexists? We may never know. That shit will probably come out in a practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like Jaw will have. I don't think Jaw is scared of Jaren. I think Jaw really wants to get along with mm-hmm. everybody on his team. But if Jaren's holding him back, or if J- he doesn't think Jaren. We're getting the best Jaren. I could see it. I could see Jaw putting his foot down. I mean, like, what's up, big man? Like, I saw him in the, uh, when they were doing the dunks and uh, layup lines before the game. Like, Jaren's trying to show out. He's trying to do these big dunks. And Jaw Moran, I was watching Jaw Moran's reactions. And he's he's trying to encourage the big man. He's looking at him and he's like, oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, big man. Ooh, sheesh. It's pretty good. Like John Morant's, I think he's a leader in that way that he doesn't have to bark at everybody. Like he's uh, maybe going to kind of let things play out a little bit. They're not, it's not a championship team, right? He well, doesn't have to be think... yelling at J- Jaron yet. Well, this is the thing. So Jaron just got an extension, right? Mm-hmm. And he plays a position of like a good position in the league. He theoretically, he can hit a bunch of threes and block some shots. And so he's a guy you want to have on your team and he's extended. Mm -hmm. And then if John Morant makes an all NBA team this year, he's going to get, he's going to be super max eligible. So Ja has every reason to want to get along with Jaron Jackson, same age. And he fits with John Morant just on paper. Right. So, so I don't see why Ja would have an issue with even if Jarrah's not an alpha, maybe that works even better. Like it's Ja's team, Ja sets the mm-hmm. sets the rules basically, and Jaron just falls in line and rolls with it. Do you think I mean, it's I possible think- in five or six years if Jaron's not being more aggressive that Ja gets sick of it? Or well, sure, anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, you know the the quick the easiest comparison to John Morant right now is Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. and you know Derrick Rose. Where, what's what what did he do at age twenty seven or whatever? He was. I think everybody knows it's Jaw's team, and I think his attitude and his nature is infectious. I think guys feed off of him, so I think that whatever jaw does like guys will kind of fall in line with they'll try to mimic try to mm-hmm. morph into that type of guy well i mean they see jaw jaw's the next he's one of the next superstars coming up especially that's what with it, what he's in the past three games that's what it looks like and i, I actually I, I forgot to bring this up we talked about what we did this week mm-hmm. um i had such a busy week that i forgot that i went to dude the grizzlies home opener <laughs> You went to a game and didn't fucking remember? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I need a beer. I I think I now realize it when you were like, okay, Brian, anything else this week? Maybe you were 
alluding to that I should talk about that. Will you claw me, boss? Uh, nope. No claws. No more claws? I got a grapefruit in the fridge. You want me to get it? Sure. All right, hang on. Thanks. I'm going to drink one of these. Uh, so our podcast buddy, Kevin, who wrote to the w- website last week, he uh he wanted to donate to the podcast, but he said he didn't really like any of our shitty t shirts <laughs> on the website. So he bought us like a like a case of beer. And these are uh Founders Centennial IPAs. It's an IPA uh featuring Centennial hops. I've never had one. It's from- a Michigan beer. It's a big boy, it's like seven percent. It's a big bell. Seven and a half. I'm about to chug this fucking thing. Yeah, he said. Uh, Brian, he said if his email was a little loose, that's why. Because he had oh, he had a, a bunch of those. He was a 12 pack <laughs> deep on founders yeah, on seven point fives. I'm more of an all day IPA kind of guy, like a four yeah. percent. Yeah, but like the sessions. Y'all have at it. I'm going to sleep sleep. So I'm drinking this beer, and uh, Brian's got a ruby grapefruit white mm. claw. Oh, that's refreshing. All right, so tell us about this game. So woke up Wednesday morning, had the day off. It was my one day off for the week. And uh, I thought to myself, I want I want something to look forward to today. So uh, it's not bad. Wife and I woke up, and I said, hey, honey, you want to go to the Grizzlies game tonight? She said, yep, buy tickets. Nice. So I did. So you got the most expensive ones you could find. I got some down low, um, nice. kind of corner baseline. Oh, um, seventy bucks a ticket. Not bad. No, that's pretty. That's really good. Yeah, for opening, NBA game opening, opening night. night. Opening night. Yeah, seats oh, one and two. Spin. So we had the aisle seats. Oh, all right. Um, pretty great. Uh, got there. We had to. Um, we had to show. COVID vaccination record or proof of a, po- a negative test mm-hmm. before we walked in. So we downloaded the clear app, which I believe Jeff, you, you have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and you take a selfie and you, and you punch in your, um, vax card information. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yeah. Really. Very, very simple. It takes like two minutes. Yeah. Punch it all in there and, uh, you just open your app when you get there and again, it, if, if it's green, you're good to get in, mm-hmm. you know, all my information was correct. I don't know how they verify it. They just looked at it. Mine, I could have faked it. Easily. No, I mean, I mean the app. Like, I don't know how the app verifies your va- your vaccine record. Well, you have to take a picture of the vax card, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. And then you punch the info in. Yeah, yeah. You can take a selfie. And yeah, I mean, I walked right in. It was very easy. It was very very easy. Yeah. I they pulled didn't... I pulled my ID out, and they were like, "Nah, man, you're showing me." I mean, it, the app has your picture on it. Did they scan? That's you. They, did they scan your uh, clear app? They didn't scan anything. They didn't scan mine either. I just walked just up and it's, it. and it's it, it's kind of green. Oh, okay. It has like a kind of a green background. And they're like, yeah, man, you're green. You're good to go. And I was like, you need my ID? And they're like, no, you're. You could fake that hey, so you easily. Hey, idiot, your picture is right there on your app. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> <laughs> it seems really easy to fake. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we had a we had a blast. Grizzlies played the Cavaliers; they won. Mm-hmm. Ja had thirty seven points, <laughs> six assists. He was going off. Desmond Bain and Anthony Melton with twenty two and twenty points, respectfully, uh, both on my fantasy bench that evening. Oh, you got the Grizz babes. Yeah, you uh, 
remember anything from the game? Anything in particular? I just remember. The, I mean, I just remember. <laughs> I'm just how awesome Ja was, man. You were just enjoying being yeah. there. You weren't trying to make a record of. Well, I didn't take my notebook. Things that happened. I did not take my notebook. You do have a phone that you can make notes on. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll so. we'll work on that, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna teach you about record keeping. Nice. Note uh, note keeping. Steven Adams was getting like every rebound. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I just remember thinking they I mean they just looked really comfortable out there. They were having fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you know, you're playing the you're playing the Cavs on opening night, so it's like you're playing like a really tough team. Yeah. What else happened in the game? I said it was loud. Uh there were a lot of people there. <laughs> he said uh, it was loud, Bo. Okay. Uh the crowd was uh was was chanting MVP for Ja. Mm. That was pretty badass. <laughs> I remember that. I saw that. Yeah. Uh Zaire Williams looked like total crap in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then? and then he came back in the third and like got like a steal on one end and then a, a three on the other. So my opinion on him did a one eighty. He's very up and down, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's a rookie, you know. Probably doesn't get much run once Dylan comes back. And he uh you know, went to Stanford and had a shitty year there too. Yeah. Um. No, I mean it was it was a good time. It was good being back in the building for opening night. I haven't I haven't been to a whole lot of opening night openers. Mm-hmm. You know, for the Grizzlies. Those are fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Everybody's pumped up, ready to go. Yeah, didn't uh, there wasn't a whole lot of like mask policing there, mm-hmm. but that's fine because everybody had to you know vax. Yeah, you're either or, vax or, you or have a negative, negative test. So I didn't feel you know. Yeah. And feel weird about it. There was there was like one. I couldn't tell if she was a security guard or a police officer, but she was kind of on the opposite side of the baseline from us. And so she was like pointing at people in the crowd and like doing the like lift your mask up thing, mm. and like just nobody's even like. It <laughs> <laughs> like pulls it up and then pulls it right back down. Mm-hmm. Like, That's got to be the most frustrating yeah. job on the planet. But I mean, it's, I'm thinking like, kind of, what's the point of her doing all that? Like, what you know. Is the forum going to get shut down? No. <laughs> like they're not going to call the game because enough people aren't don't have their masks pulled up. Mm-mm. No, but it's the whole thing of like you don't want to piss somebody off so bad that they don't yeah come back. I mean, I get that, and and, and don't get me wrong. I'm you know I'm not you know me. I'm not anti-mask, but it's like that's we're in there. We've had to show proof of vaccination or negative tests. So yeah, no. Like where where can it be safer to pull your mask down? Maybe they were on camera. Maybe I don't know. Without their mask on. <laughs> I mean, any NBA game you're watching, they ain't, you know, there's people on the know. on the sideline. There are people with floor seats not wearing a mask. So I'm to the point where I'm so fucking jaded by it. I don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah. I got them shots. This shit's over for me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but no, it was it was it was fun. It was so much fun that I forgot about it in the opening segment. So <laughs> that's cool. So back to this message. No, I'm just kidding. We're done with that. I don't know if there's anything else we could say on it. <clears throat> I think that John Moran's the cornerstone, and as long as he's healthy, you guys will fall in line. I don't think John Moran's the type of person to like yell at Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think he would and, if he and, felt like he had to. And try to get somebody traded or anything like no. that. Like, you're talking about coexisting. 
I think, think he, they will coexist. I think he'll, he'll get on his ass and practice if he feels yeah. like he too. I'll start riding his ass. I, yeah. I believe that. I believe that Jaron will, uh, he'll figure it out. He's got some growing up to do. That was a tough game, that Lakers-Grizzlies game. John Morant just makes that free throw. Mm-hmm. They go to overtime and who knows. But, alas, was not to be. <laughs> some... <laughs> Some guy on Twitter was like in Jaws mentions explaining to him why why he missed that third free throw and like what was going on in his head. Oh and please. how you know how he can how next time that happens, how he can change his Man, he just, psychologically how he approaches it. Like John Moran's reading it. He's reading his comments. Trying to figure out how to play basketball better. Yeah. In his Twitter comments. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, that was pretty funny. Fuck out of here. Twitter is hilarious. People are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thanks, but, Coach Twitter. <laughs> let's move on. News. Bo, what's going on? Let's see. Let me pull up my news notes here. What's happening in NBA this week? <laughs> what happened in week one? Kyrie Irving did not play a game. True. There's not a whole lot, really. I mean, there's really injuries not. here and there, but I'm not trying to fucking talk about all that shit. Mm-hmm. No, no injuries that I cared about, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, old guys are resting. LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, those guys are, or not Patty Mills, uh, Blake Griffin. Paul Millsap, these guys are resting games already yeah. in week one. Yeah. <laughs> there's that Sarver story, but I don't know if you want to talk about that right now or not. Oh, I do. I absolutely do. Yeah, there's some, there's some, there's a little bit of controversy in the NBA this week. We had that. We had the, uh, we had the assault on the Barclays Center. <laughs> there's NBA. Oh yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. And I do have. <laughs> we can say something about that when there's we're ready. NBA drama. Let's start with the Sarver story. Well, I forget what day it was earlier this week. That a journalist broke that. The NBA is preparing for a massive story accusing Suns owner Robert Sarver of racism, sexism, and sexual harassment in a series of incidences. That's pretty uh, heavy shit, man. Mm-hmm. Those are wild. Those are big time accusations. They're talking about the possibility they could take the team away from him, right? Yeah, move him. It could be Donald Sterling all over mm-hmm. again, where the team is sold and taken away. Uh, Sarver bought the Suns for, I think, like four and a half hundred million dollars. It's worth like 1.2 now. Mm-hmm. So he'd make a profit either way. Oh, 1.2 billion, right? Yeah, yeah. 1.2 yeah. billion, if, if that's not what I said. But yeah, either way, he's going to come out ahead on this. Um, Sarver's denying everything, he's denying all the claims. He was quoted as saying, I'm wholly shocked by some of these allegations about me personally or about the Phoenix Suns and the Mercury organizations because he owns the uh, Phoenix Mercury team too. He just totally denied everything. So I don't really know what is to come of this. Yeah, in a follow-up statement, he said, uh, he said, come on, guys, I drafted DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic. Man, come on. <laughs> I can't be racist. <laughs> Can't be racist. It sounds like uh, he's calling their bluff. 
I don't I don't remember the name of the journalist that first reported this. Bo, do you have that? Jordan Schultz. Yeah. And a follow up report by Arizona Sports. Schultz doubled down on a statement and called the story about Sarver a monster. This report is a monster, Schultz said. As bad as you think it might be for us to be having this conversation, it's worse. What I was told, some of the things that are going to surface in this report, including sexual harassment, it is jaw-dropping. There's just no way with all these people on the record, men and women, that he's going to be able to survive this in my eyes. Hmm. What I was told was that there has been a kind of sweep-under-the-rug culture that has been fostered. Hmm. Sounds like a no-real-person-involved kind of situation here. I don't know. We'll see what comes of it, I guess. Uh, the Suns released a statement. We understand that an outlet is considering publishing a proposed story that makes completely baseless claims against the Suns organization concerning a variety of topics. Documentary evidence in our possession and eyewitness accounts directly contradict the reporter's accusations, and we are preparing our response to his questions. We urge everyone not to rush to judgment here, especially based on lies, innuendo, and a false narrative to attack our organization and its leadership. Yeah, they're just denying everything yeah 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 i i just if this guy's a i don't know anything about schultz but if he's a career journalist he's not just going to throw his career under the bus for some clicks well it says it is still unknown when the said report will be published and where Mm -hmm. that end of it is certainly a little weird that like hey that we have this but you can't see it yet Mm -hmm. why isn't it out yet yeah yeah why would Uh, he leak that and then not give us the story. His Twitter bio says he's an insider slash analyst host of the pull-up pod with CJ McCollum, host of the playoff pod with Alan Robinson. He has both a Instagram account and a TikTok account. And from his uh, Twitter avatar, he looks like a, um, he looks like a robot. He looks like a human <laughs> clone. Some people are saying Aiton decided to spill some beans when he didn't get his contract. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some people are saying Aiton's behind it. Talking nonsense. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah, his picture looks like a fucking Ken doll. <laughs> like he looks like a human spray tan. He doesn't have any books that just came out or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't look like it works for like any kind of reputable organization. Yeah. I don't um, know. I guess we'll see. Hmm. Phoenix is uh double double daring him. What can we come up with from the House of Hoops? I got some Something good like uh Chris Wallace stories and <laughs> Jerry West punched me right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry West kicked Brian in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> True story. Jerry West yelled at me <laughs> for, for stepping over a seat. <laughs> Don't step on the leather. Jerry West went underneath Brian's chairs and tied his shoelaces together. <laughs> and when he got up to walk, he fell on his head on an armrest. But luckily, the armrest was leather and padded. It was Jerry West, so I thanked him for it. <laughs> Said, I see what you mean. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. West. Thank you for keeping me in check, sir. <laughs> I, I demand discipline. <laughs> I require it. <laughs> I require discipline. 
All right. We'll follow up on that. Not much to that. Maybe if it ever comes out. I don't fucking have. Like, who knows what's going on. That's probably it. That's all we're going to talk about. All I know is it's not an unprecedented situation. It's happened before with the NBA and Donald Sterling. So if the NBA decides to get rid of this guy for whatever's happened, maybe the NBA quieted him. I don't fucking know what's going on. But the NBA is not scared of the owners. They're not scared to take quick action to keep their brand strong. So it'll either go one way or the other, dude. Gruden last week, and now this guy. It's like, Jesus. Oh, man. Careful with your email. I mean, no, it's like. Don't, it's, it's don't like, be an asshole in emails. It's like, I'm not. Uh, like, everyone I talk to in my circle is the same way. And so I'm a product of my environment and somehow that I'm fucking wrong for that. <laughs> I'm wrong for conforming to my circle and my environment. Well, you know, people that are people that are fucking shitheads assume yeah. that everybody else is a shithead just like them. So, right. I mean, you know, you're you're in a group of people, you're just talking to somebody you just met and they say they say something like out of pocket and you're like, huh? Huh? What? I don't agree with you just because we're like Right, close to the same age and yeah. same skin tone and no, dude, whatever you know. That like, shit happens to me all the time yeah. when I'm at work. Oh yeah, people just assume things about you, mm-hmm. and you're, uh, dude, I'm fucking at work. Like yeah. I can't even respond to you. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna walk away. I'm not thinking the same thing. Like, why would you think that other people are thinking the same mm-hmm. thing as you just because you're around them? Mm-hmm. So fucking weird. But no, this guy. I don't know. There, there has to be some truth to it, doesn't there? Have to be some, I mean, like you know, sliver of truth, whether or not you it's would think there's something there, blown out of proportion or yeah. what. But I don't know, man. Fucking this guy. Like, what does this reporter have to gain from this? I don't know. A payday? I don't know. Is he is he a reporter? Or is he just a guy on Twitter? He's a reporter. Who does he report for? I think he's like a known guy to most people, not you and me. Uh-uh give a shit there's no house of hoops god damn it fuck. all right better move on next news story or do we want to touch on the oh salt on the barkley center <laughs> how many people were there was Kyrie there <laughs> okay so this summed it up perfectly for me there all right this well, guy tell us what it was first it looks like for the brooklyn nets home opener there was a group of people outside not 100 percent sure how big the crowd was all the videos were kind of close up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't 500 people. I don't even think it was 100 people. Mm-hmm. But there were people protesting that Kyrie Irving couldn't play basketball. Let mm-hmm. Kyrie play. Some um, of them some of them tried to, and I think successfully may have gotten into the Barclays Center. And that, they were cleared out. Was that what they were protesting, or were they just protesting anti-mandate? Probably, yeah, it was but I mean, mostly anti-mask or anti-vax mandate, mm-hmm, I believe. Yeah. But now, I mean, Kyrie Irving is the face of that now, you know. Right, so they're supporting Kyrie, sure, outside of Barclays. That's what they were doing. They were trying to take a stand. They were trying mm-hmm. to get their voice heard. That they're anti-vaccine mandate. Were they now? Were they supporting Kyrie, or are they just anti-vaccine mandate and 
Kyrie Irving is just what they get to latch on to. Like, are these people that yeah. that would were trying to go to the game, wanted to go to the game, mm-hmm. are they Brooklyn Nets fans? No, no, no. Are no, they no. even from New York? Did they fucking drive up from Philly, you know? Who could say? Who, yeah, no, they got a know. paycheck. They got some Bitcoin sent to their account from, <laughs> from some foreign government to do this. <laughs> this one guy summed it up perfectly for me. This guy, Mike Rothschild, he's a good follow on Twitter if you want to laugh at QAnon. Yes, I do like to do that. I got too much and shit he to wrote do. A, he wrote a book called The Storm is Upon Us, which I I listened to the audio book. It was, it was good. It just poked holes in the whole QAnon conspiracy and Trumpism and etc. Ah. But what Mike Rothschild said about this was pretty funny. What this in the January 6th, this, the, the mob at the Barclay Center, what this and January 6th have in common is a violent mob marching on behalf of a celebrity with a nine-figure net worth who risks nothing personally with their stance. <laughs> I mean, it's like the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like Kyrie's risking nothing. He's getting paid $17 million to do this, but he's mm-hmm. you know, ins- essentially inciting mobs to protest in his honor, just like Donald Trump. I mean, I don't. I don't want to put that. I don't want to put them on the same page together because it's not like you know. He didn't ask them to go. Do yeah, that, he, but didn't, he didn't get on Twitter and go. We're gonna. We are gonna fight. You should fight for me. You know. <laughs> but no, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, well, Kyrie's well, become well, the face well, of this. No, you know, he's he's he people are latching onto. He did a little bit when he said, "You know, I'm fighting for the voiceless." Right. And so now the voiceless are standing up. Mm-hmm. We're with you. And getting paid Bitcoin by Putin. I 100% saw a Trump flag flying at that uh, rally. Can we put audio like quotations around voiceless? (laughs) Just voiceless in quotations. I do think it's a little silly and kind of hypocritical that Bradley Beal gets to play and Kyrie Irving doesn't. Why? Uh, Well, Bradley Beal's not vaccinated, right? It's a state mandate, city yeah. mandate, whatever. Yeah. So it just says that if you're, that what, if you pay taxes in the state of New York, if you're a, I mean, he's not a New York state he employee. Can't work. Yeah. He works there. Why does Bradley Beal get to play? Because he's like, I'm not, I'm not Washington. saying that, I'm not saying that Kyrie Irving should get to play. I'm saying that Bradley Beal shouldn't get to play. <laughs> it's the way the mandate's yeah. written up, man. Seems like a kind of I mean, shitty, like a bullshit legal loophole that where Bradley Beal gets to play in Brooklyn. Yeah. But Kyrie doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't I don't fucking give a shit, man. Yeah. Get vaxxed, all of you. I don't know, man. I'm not it's, trying to sit here and yeah. be a fucking vax bully. Yeah. I just think it's... I, just I said, thought we were done. Yeah. Like, I think, actually, I am fucking done with this. I don't fucking care. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a very small percentage of people that are actually fucking supporting this guy. Mm-hmm. That's very small. And it's a very small percent of people that are causing problems at Barclays because they stand with Kyrie. <laughs> like, y'all have fun being on the wrong side mm-hmm. of shit again. Yeah. Keep it, and I would imagine that these these are probably the same people that a lot of them were telling them to shut up and dribble. A lot of them over Black Lives Matter, you know. A lot of them, dude. They're just hitching their fucking wagon. 
I don't know. I have. I, I know. I'm regretting us fucking talking about it at all. <laughs> I'm so fucking Let's jaded by it. Kyrie Irving is Donald, the new Donald Trump. I did, but no, I'm done. Nothing I else. don't, dude. This is such a fucking like. This is worse than the coal miners. Like this is a smaller mm. population than the coal miners, who don't know what to do with their lives without coal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a funny. Uh, <laughs> You can, you can see it online, but SNL did a little Kyrie Irving skit. I didn't see this it. past week, and I, I sent it in our group text. I should have sent it to to both you guys. I did not see it, but it was like a it was like a fake Ellen. It was like Jason Jason Sudeikis was the host, and he's playing Ellen, but it's Melon because <laughs> it's a man Ellen. <laughs> and I guess like Ellen like plays pranks on her guests mm-hmm. when they're on the show, so they bring like Kyrie on. And he's like, yeah, he's like, so, you know, you're not vaccinated. He's like, yeah, just feel, he makes some joke about like being better through Zoom. And this doctor like comes out of the side and like shoots him, shoots Kyrie in the neck with a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, you got me. <laughs> oh, boy. And he just kind of leans back. He's like, yeah, man, I'm vaxxed now. <laughs> it's pretty vaxxed. funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Usually those things are better. Uh, how they did it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't describe it well. <laughs> I'll retweet it. You can see it on my Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? I'll never tell. All right. Let's move on. Right now it's time for... Bulls, Spurs, Timberwolves. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Bulls. My Chicago Bulls are 4-0. and 4-0. Let's talk heightened expectations. Oh. Really? Um, yeah. Well, they played the Pistons twice, the Pelicans and the Raptors. So, you know, let's not crown them yet. The expectations are 500. But they're undefeated. 42 wins. They are undefeated. Defeated. That's nice. Undefeated. Hey, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with Kobe White when he comes back from injury? Doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> it matters. Doesn't matter. They're four and zero. It matters. Trade him. Okay. Uh, they got they got Lonzo Ball and they got Alex Caruso. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they got Javante Green. Man, it doesn't matter. Okay. They look like they're. Playing pretty well. Jalen, everybody, everybody's getting touches. Yeah. Zach, Levine, Zach Levine's getting 26 a game. DeMar's getting 21 a game. Those guys are getting their buckets. Those ball-dominant guys. Lonzo's getting 14. Mm-hmm. He's getting some rebounds. Vooch is getting his. He's, he's, you know, averaging 13 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Everybody's getting their touches. They're, um, they're playing like, a, like they uh, – maybe that time they spent on the court like a lot of minutes mm-hmm. in, pre-season. in the preseason, yeah. Like, I kinda, like they came out hot, yeah. Like they they're not coming out. Like oh, we got to figure this out. Yeah. Like the Lakers, huh? Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers played none of their starters right. in fucking preseason at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they haven't played together at all, <laughs> and they come out slow. <laughs> and the Bulls played together all preseason. Mm-hmm. Had a good training camp, and they come out and go four and zero. Hey, results. They play the Knicks um, on the 28th. Good games. 
Good game. So uh, yeah, I mean that'll be that'll be their first test. You know, they played some trash teams. Yeah. Fun game though. Next yeah. Bulls always Indeed. good time. Indeed, that's a that's a. I feel like that's a pit game candidate, but absolutely. Let's go Timberwolves with Bo Brady. What do you have well, in our lowered expectations teams? Wolves are two and one. They've played the Pelicans twice. They lost their first game tonight against the Pelicans. Cat fouled out Saturday night against uh-huh. the Pelicans. Russell has sucked. Maybe he'll get better. Beasley really hasn't played much. That I don't think that's too surprising to me. Having seen him in jail over the summer, and <laughs> Edwards is looking good. Hopefully, he can build on last year. Keep it. To he does look good. The Wolves are the Wolves. They're going to probably never be good. Well, we were watching the Wolves game a little bit a minute ago here, and uh, yeah, D'Angelo's jacking up this threes and just missing everything get the end of the I, I watched the end of the pelicans game wolves game saturday night and russell hit some like step back three with somebody in his face and he banked it in and then it toilet bowled in and almost out and went in and i just like I, russell's not good 30 million dollars yeah oh i did I'll close out my lowered expectations with this. <clears throat> I traded Tori and Prince on the ESPN trade machine for John Morant to the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies' <laughs> net win total went down 22. <laughs> so they, the Grizzlies lose half the games they're supposed to win without John Morant. Yeah, and the Wolves' then net win total went up 22. That is crazy. That's so many wins. But that has, you know, obviously that's skewed a because John Morant's, John Morant's the MVP of the league right now. <laughs> you bet your ass he is. So that's all I got. Man, Bo, uh, Wednesday the Wolves played the Rockets. Did you see that at all? It was the, it was opening night, and I – no, because I was watching Grizz. Anthony Edwards yeah, yeah. versus Jalen Green. That's fun. I was inter- interested in that, but more interested in the Grizzlies. I watched a little bit of that game. The Rockets are going to lose a lot of games. Mm-hmm. That's what I took away from that. <laughs> the Wolves went up double digits early in the first quarter. I definitely do like Christian Wood, though. I don't think I've seen him play a lot, but I saw I watched him in that game. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I have a newfound respect for Christian Wood. I haven't seen him play much, but I saw plenty enough Wednesday. So I'm on board. Everybody's been saying he's good. I just hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Spurs. That's my team with lowered expectations. I guess they're one and two. They lost two straight. Friday night, they lost to Denver. Keldon Johnson had a nice game, though. Had 27 points in 37 minutes. That's a nice game from Keldon. Jock Lendell is not getting minutes. He's not getting the minutes I thought he could get. He's stuck as the third string center. So that's on hold with Jacques. Well, you may never know. He may never play. The Spurs bench appears to be an issue, though. The Spurs bench has been bad. We're talking about all single-digit scoring and just not producing when they're getting their opportunity. 
That's the Spurs Achilles heel right now. It's the bench. Now, we were talking about podcasts earlier, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah. guess who has a podcast? We do. No, no, no. Uh, we don't. We do not. Oh. Does Manu Ginobili have a podcast? Nope. I'm assuming it's somewhat Spurs. Like, is it Pop? Does Pop have a podcast? Pop is it a wine podcast? Pop does not. I would listen to that. Pop does not. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Louis Scola. Nope. Robert Horry. Oh. It's called Big Shot Bob Pod. Of course it is. <laughs> what else would he call it? Robert Horry, who won two titles with the Spurs, has a podcast. Very funny quotes. There's not that many episodes, I don't think. Let me see how many episodes. Let me look up. Let me look up the Big Shot Bobcast. <laughs> it shouldn't it shouldn't be the Big Shot Bob podcast? It should be the Big Shot Bobcast. Apparently, it started in August, and he's doing like one every couple weeks, sometimes every week. Well, I'm following. There Subscribe. Yeah. So apparently, he likes to tell uh, Spurs stories. On his podcast, he said the Spurs were the most boringest team <laughs> when he played there. So he played for them back in like 2005, like that era. He won two titles with them. He's, he, was, uh, he was talking about the Kyrie thing and all the drama that's going on. And I have a couple quotes that are just fucking great. He said, in San Antonio, we never had any damn drama. He said that was the most boringest team. The most exciting thing we had was when Tony Parker and Eva Longoria started dating. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, one night they called me up. They wanted to go out. I was like, who is this? It's Manu Ginobili, said the caller. And he said, no, it's not. This is a joke, right? Those dudes did nothing, man. <laughs> Surprisingly... Multiple Spurs wanted to have a night out. A group that included Ginobili, Duncan, Brent, Barry, and it was all boring guys, said Horry. They wanted to go out. I took them to a club. Tim got drunk. Manu got drunk. Manu was so drunk, he missed practice the next day. <laughs> he said he was sick. <laughs> yes. So Horry's airing out some shit on this podcast. I love it. I, I want to give it some listens. As Hoy recalls, the night happened in the Spurs' third title year in 2005. We actually went on a winning streak. But that's not much for the Spurs. They were always on a winning streak. <laughs> Horry went on to describe what Duncan was like after having too much to drink. Just silly, like a lot of guys. He likes to talk about random stuff and does a lot of pranks when he's been drinking. He only drinks Captain Morgan. <laughs> As for Ginobili, said Hori, he just smiles and goes to sleep. <laughs> and that is lowered expectations with Spurs. <laughs> That's all I got. I think we need to move on to the pick game. Pick game. Pick game, pick game, pick game. The pick game was Friday between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers in L.A. at the Staples Center, the house Kobe built. 
Did you guys know what the first concert at the Staples Center was? Uh, the Eagles. Close. Really? You want to take a guess, Bo? Um, 1999. 99? It's so it's October. close to the Eagles? It was October 17th. This is around the time the Eagles did that like uh, <laughs> reunion tour, right? Come on. Let's hear it. Bruce Springsteen? That's a good guess and correct. Oh, Bruce Springsteen was the first act ever at Staples wow. Center. You lucky son of a That's bitch! Crazy. He, what did he did he play like he played like a twelve hour set and, <laughs> and then he, and then swept the floor at the end he, of the night. He finished laying the bricks on the <laughs> building. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I got some work to do yeah. after this show. Y'all get out of here. Get the hell out! I gotta finish building the <laughs> locker rooms. <laughs> so dumb on to the game did y'all watch it yeah i actually oh, picked the right game to watch i couldn't yeah, remember which one it was shit. i just guessed wow brian did you watch the game i did not watch the game in its entirety all right at least bo watched it so I did, I did watch some of it friday night after work all right pull up the stats you're the stat bitch stats are up i watched it while i was at work does that count yeah I watched you brought your notebook ESPN broadcast. My notebook is in my phone, son. What are we watching right now? We're watching uh, Clippers Blazers. It's kind of irrelevant. Anyway, both teams came into the game having lost their first games this season. Oh, one. After kind of looking at this Lakers team and seeing as like I talked about earlier, that Bazemore is your fourth or fifth guy versus the Suns who have their fourth or fifth guys, Jay Crowder, Bridges, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. The Suns are a better team. Oh, yeah. Just way better. And I think so. I think LeBron James is better than Chris Paul or better than Devin Booker, but... They're not younger. No. Booker's younger than... I mean, he's... Well, Booker's a wing and he's young, and then Chris Paul just is... I think Chris Paul and LeBron James kind of equal each other out basically sure it's fair they bring different things to the table but if chris paul is awesome he can beat an awesome lebron james and vice versa well i mean chris paul might have an edge over lebron not in size or defense but at this stage in his career but chris paul is like a fucking rock man you can send him to the line you can put him on a three-point line and you you're not wondering if maybe it'll go in well, right. Book. You could have a scenario where Booker Booker gets double teamed. You pass it to Aiton in the post. Aiton gets to a spot where he's not comfortable shooting it, and then they kick it out to Chris Paul, and you're fine with it. Or you know, or swing to Crowder, and someone's got to react to Crowder, and then mm -hmm. Chris Paul's at the top of the key, open either for a three or like free throw mid range, and he's gonna hit it. I would say it's a more complete team, especially at this point in the season. And the outcome of the game suggested that big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LeBron's not attacking the rim like he used to. That's one thing that stood out to me. This Lakers team has got to be the most jump-shooting Lakers team of all time. Besides DeAndre, Jordan, they all like shooting from the outside, like everyone on that team everyone it's like the most jump shooting team i've ever seen 
Yeah, I think that might be the Fizdale effect. Just saying, like, hey, no, I, I know analytics. Just shoot it from the outside. We got this. I mean, Westbrook can kind of still get in the lane a little bit. Not like he used to. He's not going in. I didn't see him go in there and try to yam on anybody. <laughs> Did you? You didn't watch it. How about I, you, Bo? I watched some of it. <laughs> um, I mean, he was getting offensive rebounds, like defensive mm-hmm. rebounds. He was in the paint fighting for that, but I didn't see. I didn't see him like attack the rim really aggressively. Like actually, like I don't know. He just looks a little lower to the ground than he used to be. Yeah, not off the top of my head. No, I don't remember Westbrook. He had some good layups in the game. He had some good like and ones and some good layups where he was able to finish, but. That's a lot of fucking jump shots from outside. A lot. And Phoenix is fine with it. Because <laughs> Phoenix, when, it, when those rebounds go long, Phoenix gets out and runs. One thing I noticed is the Lakers fans love the long jump shots. What just happened? Sorry, Luke Kennard is going off. Luke Kennard can go off. All y'all Luke Kennard haters, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Clippers are up 81-52 on the Blazers in the third quarter. Anyway, back to the pick game. Right from the beginning of the game, you could see there was an effort to get Westbrook more involved in the game. Did you see that, Bo? Yes. Yeah, you could tell right away. But uh, the Lakers fans, they cheer for every fucking one of those jump shots. Like it's going in. Hmm. The fans are so excited for their jump shooting team. <laughs> They're like, Carmelo for three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he makes a fair amount of shots, but God, they love seeing those fucking shots fly. The fans are loving it. Frank Vogel said that Westbrook is the driver of the Lakers pace. So meaning Westbrook is kind of dictating the pace of that team on offense. Like yeah, The rest of the team is okay with going as fast as Westbrook wants to go. That makes sense. So when they want to speed up the tempo, they give it to Westbrook at the point. We saw a lot of LeBron bringing the ball up. I think that's when they want to slow it down and make sure they get a good good possession. Mm-hmm. That's when LeBron gets point Bron. Looks like to me. I still think this Lakers team will gel. The Lakers were up about halfway through the first, so they didn't like come out and lay an egg right away. They led by three after one. Malik Monk was looking nice. Do you have quarter stats up? I do. I How do. many Sorry. shots today do you get in the first quarter? I had to uh, I had to switch over because I just saw Justice Winslow on the court for the Clippers. <laughs> and I had to see what he got. <laughs> <laughs> Two points? I had to. Um Are we talking are we looking at the Clippers or the Lakers right now? What box score are you looking at? Uh Hang on, hang on. Well, just tell me. Um, I have the wrong quarter stats pulled up. Hang on. First quarter, Lakers. I want to know something. You got it? <laughs> yeah, what were you asking? How many shots did who have in the first quarter? Anthony Davis, first Anthony quarter. Anthony Davis. Uh, was one of three. Three in shots the in the first quarter? quarter? Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Bo, do you like Malik Monk? I like him better than Kent Bazemore. I, okay. We know who Kent Bazemore is. Malik Monk, we're not quite sure of yet. Uh, it's offense say. versus defense to me. I think they got Bazemore out there with the starters because they have enough offensive power, and Bazemore brings more defense. That's what I think. 
Yeah. So Monk comes in. And he's a veteran too. Yeah. Monk comes out with the second unit, provides some scoring. He's looking nice, Monk, I think, for the Lakers. Westbrook needs to come off with the second unit. Unit. I'm just not so sure about that. I think they just need to figure it out. Obviously, they made an effort to get him involved very early in the game. He's he's driving to the hole. He's taking shots, a lot of them. They're trying to get Westbrook comfortable playing with the guys because they didn't do it in the preseason. Mm-hmm. This is their preseason. That's what I think. I think you're right on that. That's a good assessment, and that that they're happy to start twelve and ten or whatever. Yeah, if they lose some games, it's it's not the end of the world. The Lakers are smarter than that. Let's see. It's a pretty close game through a quarter and a half. Chris Paul scored his 20,000th point. It's pretty big. He's the first player in NBA history to reach 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. It's never been done. Hmm. Chris Paul. Nobody can take that away from him, ever. First one to ever do it, which is pretty crazy. What a career this guy's turning out to have. He just needs a fucking championship. <laughs> they were so close last year. Mm-hmm. The Bucks. He was not that close. Fuck that. You know Did how you much money I was going to win? watch that series? You know how much money I was going to win? They made it he to was, the finals. That's pretty fucking close, dude, man. That, had, that's close enough. He had COVID. <laughs> He had fucking COVID. He had vaccinated COVID. Still mm. COVID. That's correct. You're both right. But we don't need to talk about COVID anymore. No, actually, let's get into it. Did you hear about Kyrie and <laughs> not taking the vaccine? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom. Hey, Jeff, we're going to talk about it. Jeff, will you grab me up? Will you grab me a LaCroix? Pink one or a green one? Don't matter. It is purple. Pink drink. I'm going to drink another one of these uh, Centennial IPAs. Ooh. Thanks again, Kevin. Appreciate the beers. They are not going to waste. <laughs> I'm getting a little loopy. 7.5s, man. You're Those sleeping in tomorrow. Beers. Maybe yeah. I should just have a water. <laughs> so the next thing I remember about the game is... When Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard get into it on the sideline. Obviously, these things don't happen a lot uh, in the games. Like, these are like practice, kind of shit that happens at practice. And this whole game was a little heated up. There was a lot of fucking jawing, dude. Like, on both sides. It was like kind of like spiraled out of control where everybody was just talking fucking shit. It didn't matter what team anybody was on, everybody was getting fucking mouthy. It really got fucking intense throughout the game. But when AD and Dwight Howard got into it, I think it was a little bit about of, uh, hey, man, you need to come listen to me from AD. I think there was a lot of jawing. Dwight was doing a lot of jawing at other teammates like Rayshon Rondo and other guys on the court. Like Dwight was not happy about whatever the fuck. I don't really care. And I think Anthony Davis was trying to talk to Dwight, and Dwight was just ignoring him. And that's kind of where that escalated on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Dwight was yelling at everyone. And he didn't want to listen to AD, so AD went over and got in his face. 
and sounded off about it. I mean, who's making the most fucking money on this team? Who's the real fucking leader of this team? Which one of those guys has the ring? Which one of them's got rank? They both have ranks. Oh, yeah. But who's making all the fucking money? It ain't Dwight. Mm -hmm. This is AD and Braun's team. And maybe Westbrook. It's not fucking Dwight Howard's team. Dwight Howard needs to stop and listen to AD is what I think. And AD wasn't getting the respect I think he deserved. Or he thinks he deserves. So I think that's where that altercation came into play. It's like, hey, man, listen to me. Don't ignore me. That's what I think it was for the most part. And they're just arguing about what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I chalked that up to like heat of the battle shit. It's you know? very rare to see a pushing and shoving match yeah. on the bench. Like normally there's a suspension when that, when mm-hmm. guys let that shit loose on the, on the court in a game. Mm-hmm surprised there wasn't one but obviously these guys know each other and they can move on and it was just competitiveness and guys barking really got really spiraled out of control though even after that yeah the suns went on a really nice run to close out the half went up by 13 by the time the third quarter was over the lead was up to 25 it was 80 to 55 Second quarter, Anthony Davis shots. You got that? He was 0 of 2. Two shots. In the second quarter. One of... Yeah, okay. I feel like you got something cooking over here, Jeff. Yeah. I really believe Anthony Davis should be taking, like, all the shots. And he's just not getting a lot. Mm-hmm. All of the Laker players seemed out of sync, whereas Phoenix is just picking up right where they left off last season. I think it's just going to take time for the Lakers. Well, just looking at it, I mean, we, you know, we we discussed the first quarter and the second quarter, Anthony Davis shots in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. What we about? said that Anthony Davis is one of three. LeBron was two of five. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook was three of six. Mm-hmm. Um, what about third quarter? Can we go to the third quarter? How many shots yeah. did Anthony Davis get in the third quarter when the lead grew up to 25 for Phoenix? Third quarter, Anthony Davis. I'm looking. I'm getting past the first half because, you know, it goes like first quarter, second quarter, and then you get the first half. And I was looking at that, and I was like, that's not – that can't be the third quarter. <laughs> third quarter, Anthony Davis shots. Anthony Davis was two of eight. Two of eight. He took eight, hit two. So um, he took the most shots of any Lakers player. He got more in shots. In the third quarter. LeBron James is two of five. Nobody else had more than two shots. I take that back. Russell Westbrook had three shots. I bet you that was after the halftime. So he said, Let's, we got to get AD more than five shots in the second half. Yeah, Frank Frank Vogel was like, look. <laughs> so maybe. Uh, they got Lionel Hollins on Zoom. <laughs> No, uh, he ain't on contract no more. They called They called Jason Kidd. Said, what should we do here? Look, so there was a conscious effort, I assume, to get AD more involved. Now you've got AD forcing up shots. Bad shots. Uh-huh. Missing shots. The Lakers didn't show a lot of heart in the third. They went way down. It looked bad. Doris Burke nailed it on a call when she said the game had been tense all night. There was definitely a sense of, Bo, did you feel this when you were watching it, that the game was, like, very tense? 
Like everybody seemed tight. Everybody was really mouthy and aggressive. There was a lot of yeah. jawing going on. Well, I think the Lakers are trying to figure this shit out against a really, really good Phoenix team. And right. that is going to elevate. If you bring in Westbrook, like you were saying last week, Westbrook is not like he's a Hausman guy. He's not a Jaron Jackson type guy or, or a Rudy Gay type guy. Not to compare Jaron to Ru- Rudy, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like that's a fair comparison at this I point. Think so, um, West, you know, it's not like, or even Pal Gasol for that matter. You know, those guys are not alphas. You bring in Westbrook and it's going to be some gel time. Gel time and Westbrook's not. I would imagine at this point in his career, and he's not an easy guy to to get along with because he wants to win. Yeah. Well, it's like why why do why is Chris Paul kind of bounced around? You know, makes sense to me. Through all of the adversity, I did like LeBron's demeanor on the court, though. Meaning he never really got upset. I didn't see him like act out or anything. Did you? No, he's pretty even. He was very even killed. He just kept his cool and kept playing. I think he knows that they have some kinks to work out. He's not dumb. Like he sees that shit unfolding in the course of the game. He's like, I ain't like these guys aren't on the same page. Like we're totally in disarray. Like there's no reason for me to even get upset with these guys. Like we're not even close. We got to figure this fucking shit out. But he also knows this is a title contending team. He knows that with Westbrook and Anthony Davis, and Carmelo coming off the bench is his like scoring punch. And even with the young guys, he knows it's a title contending team. So I think he's willing to be patient. And he's really displaying a lot of fucking patience out there. <laughs> I think. I think he did a really good job of handling the game, considering how fucking nuts it kind of got. Especially in the second half. A slow start isn't going to rattle a vet player like LeBron James. There's a lot of games to play. And both these teams, it, it came into this game without a win. They were both, what, 0-1 coming in? Yeah. So you got two NBA Finals contenders mm-hmm. coming in, trying to get the first win. And one team has everybody coming back, and they all they did was add Landry Shamit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got more scoring. And the other team has like a completely different look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brand new starting point guard. Like, imagine how hard it is to adjust to a brand new point guard. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's then why, you have I think these. That's why you. Well, why everything was so like you said tense. Yeah, and we got to get a win tonight. You have all these strong personalities like mm-hmm. Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard, AD, Camelo. Like, all these very fucking strong personalities. So I, I really thought LeBron did a good job of just kind of sitting back and like letting it fucking play out. Um, and then they, we had that courtside fan that got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Rondo was pointing at a guy's fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was he pointing at, Bo? Did you see what he was pointing at? I I have to go back. I, like I don't know what it something was. spilled on the floor or something. But he was yeah, like it was pointing like, right at the guy. Yeah, let me see if I can find the replay. He's like points finger gun at the fan yeah he pointed his finger right in the guy's fucking face like rondo (laughs) like this 
And so the guy slaps Rondo's hand yeah. out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't supposed to do that yeah. sitting courtside. Yeah. But I mean, <sighs> so Rondo So Rondo comes back and sticks his finger right back in the guy's fucking face. <laughs> And the guy slaps it again. <laughs> oh, there were two slaps? Yeah. Oh. So security comes over almost immediately mm-hmm. after the second slap. And uh, they're like, uh-uh, up, out. Hmm. And uh, the guy turns and looks at like whoever he's with, and he's like, are you staying? <laughs> <laughs> and this girl gets up and follows him out there. <laughs> Here, I'm what a this. fucking asshole, though. Yeah, like, I missed what? that. There, there, was, there wasn't a replay. You, you came... We were at work, and you came running out on the patio, and you're like, Brian, Brian. Did you just, did I you was watching that? the game. Yeah, yeah, You were totally ignoring it. it like, it guys. wasn't the fucking pick game or something. Mm. <laughs> huh. Actually, it's just pretty ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess as a fan, you have to have restraint and not – you just know that you can't touch No, Rondo. you cannot reach out and touch the players in any way. There's a code of conduct when you're sitting in those seats, and that's – It's not worth – numero uno is don't fuck around (laughs) there's no fuckery in these seats yeah you can get away with much more the further away from the court you sit (laughs) even like yelling stuff at the court like there's a code of conduct it's totally inappropriate the guy deserved to get kicked out but it was still really funny he was like fucking it wait so you have to assume he's like a Lakers fan. <laughs> he's slapping the fucking finger of a Lakers player, the guy he's supposed to be rooting for. That guy, that guy is very possible. He's never allowed to go to an NBA game again for creating physical contact with a player and during a game. At the end of the third, the Lakers were down like 30 points. Pull up Anthony Davis' fourth quarter shots. Fourth quarter, he went three of five. Three of five in the fourth quarter. Let's count that up. That's about 18 shots. More shots for AD. I like that they're getting Westbrook involved. And maybe they're taking their time getting AD involved. I just, I really think that the whole season hinges on those two guys learning how to play together. But, uh, yeah, Lakers were down like 30. So, what a great pick game, guys. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. Who the fuck? Y'all said you wanted to see the stars. Mm-hmm. I'll always say that. Well, we did get JaVel McGee versus DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yeah, there were some funny clips of JaVale in that game. You said you wanted to bring out the big guns. You didn't even watch it. Brian, did I, I? I thought I. I thought I picked a different game though. But it's fine. you were the one. It was like I think we need to bring out the no, big guns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe Bo when he said he watched the game. But uh, you guys are gonna have to like you're gonna have to watch these games. Yeah, Brian. No. I know, man. <laughs> it's gonna be really boring for the listeners if they just listen to me talk all season. Nobody wants this. What's so going weekend, on here? Weekend games are tough, man. Like me doing the pick games every like to all the talking like Bo, what else happened from this game? Why don't you talk a little for a little while? Um, I don't really have much else to say other than something from 
the Grizz Lakers game. No, no, no. We're on this pick game. No, no. This is what Brevin said All about right. Anthony Davis. All right. Which is something I observed in the Lakers game. Okay. So Brevin said that you don't want to see Anthony Davis, who has had kind of nagging injuries throughout his career, always on the floor diving for stupid ass balls. Mm-hmm. Insert Kane Bismore. Right. And that and I noticed in this so I'd watched the Grizzlies Lakers game before I watched this game and I that what Brevin had said stood out to me, so I thought I'd look for that. And Anthony Davis is kind of like all over the place on the floor and <laughs> at this point in the season I don't think that's worth it for them. He might be trying to just kinda set the tone. I mean I get example. that. Yeah. Like we're a championship team, we're gonna do whatever, but let's 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 see if West Westbrook can win us some games without me diving on the floor for a at the at a fifteen point. Well, if if he watches a, here. if he watches a ball roll past his feet or some shit, then it, the reporters in LA will just fucking tear him apart. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I just just something yeah. want you know kind of watching the Grizz game first and then watching this one is observation that I had. But beyond that, really, it's pretty simple with this game. The got- Suns went to the finals, and like mm-hmm. you said, they added one dude. Right. And the Lakers are a new team. So this outcome, I mean, from a betting standpoint, you would you would bet on the Suns, even if it's a home game. I mean, that's like a a hindsight bet, but it's when you look at it in that light, it's like, well, of course, the Suns smoked their asses. Mm-hmm. It got a little close at the end. I think the oh, like Suns, 10 points, yeah. yeah, the Suns let off the gas a little. I mean, they gave up like twenty fucking points in the fourth quarter. The Suns let off the gas a little bit, and the Lakers started hitting some threes. They kept the speed of the game up. Like the Suns tried to slow the game down, and the Lakers kept pushing, keeping the game fast. But it was too late. Lakers ran out of time. I remember running around a restaurant. There's not enough time. <laughs> They're out of fucking time. They they waited too long. There's still a lot of games to play. A pretty trash-ass game, though, really. It was not good. It just goes to show that big market games aren't always the best games of the week. 105-115, Phoenix Suns with the win. Any final thoughts? Hell no. Uh, I want to point out a player to watch in the Lakers. Yes. A rookie player. Please. Austin Reeves. Reeves, the white. <laughs> the white this is a white uh the alex caruso ron likes him yeah uh this dude was a fucking walking bucket for the university of oklahoma yeah Bron the past him. two years yeah he went undrafted i remember thinking like he would he'd be like a second round pick he went undrafted yeah Bron loves this guy he's like taking him under his wing yeah he's a player to watch man he's a, he's a kid who looks like he kind of he just knows how to play basketball he's he's in his spots yeah. Um, good three get a point lot of- shooter. He went two or three in okay. this pit game. Okay. Um, I mean, he's not going to get a ton of run, but I see him as a guy that like he's that guy like the you know the crowd gets behind. They want to see him come in and play just because they want to see what he can do. Yeah, because he's not like the others. <laughs> but if you're gonna <laughs> is he seven foot seven? No, no, he's just white. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It's one of two things. You either got to be seven seven, 
Or you gotta be like, white, the white rookie. What can this motherfucker do? <laughs> why is he on the team? He's what can good. he do? He's looked good. He looked good. He looked good in the. I mean, that's uh, why people the Lakers rally. That's yeah. why people rally behind these sure. like oddball white guys mm-hmm. in the league because they don't look like they belong there, and mm-hmm. that's just because they're. He's like skinny as shit too. Mm-hmm. He don't look like he belongs there. They, people just want to see what these guys can do when they stand out like tall freakish guys mm-hmm. or like a little white guy like jj reddick like adam morrison like people just wanted to see how that worked mm-hmm. you know and the people the fans rally behind it they're like this guy is not supposed to be here <laughs> what can he do yeah any other thoughts what anything else on that guy or any thoughts? No, that's it. He was good in college. He yeah. was a he was a bucket getter in college. So yeah, like I said, I thought I yeah. thought he'd get drafted, and the Lakers Lakers appear to have picked him up undrafted. And do you have his line? Um, he was three or four. He had played twelve minutes. Yeah, that's you know, three minutes a quarter. Yeah. You know, well they were probably in bunches, probably two runs. Probably right, yeah, maybe three runs. He scored eight points. All right, that's the pick game. What else we got to do? Pick game. Pick a game. We got pick. pick we got pick a game. Let's just pick a game. Before we pick a game, real quick, keeping up with the Raiders at home. The Raiders played a home game. Okay, I have to do it. The Raiders won against Philly, just as I predicted. The Bears are still the only team to win in Vegas. And that was during that crazy John Gruden shit. The Raiders are three and one at home. Next week's an away game. Three and one at home. So far, the only reason they've lost, in my opinion, is because of John Gruden. Let's pick a game for next week. What's the game we want to see the most? Bo, why don't you go first? Let's see here. I'll go first. All right. <laughs> Tuesday, Denver at Utah. How many stars are we giving that? I like that a lot. It's a five star system. He's a five star man. I'm a five star man. <laughs> I'll I'll say this about Utah quickly. Chris Herring from five thirty eight. He thinks that the Jazz could he bricked in to go in the finals. Fair enough. So, don't sleep on the Jazz because they lost in the second round last playoffs. I think, I think he might be right. The Jazz might. It's all about Donovan. Well, and Rudy. Gay. Mm. Excuse me, Gobert. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gay, who's has he played a game yet? No. And uh, Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got some misfit shit up in there. We're just listing jazz players right now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Ingles. Damn it. <laughs> my God, Lay. Royce O'Neal. Look, you don't have to twist my arm twice to watch Jokic play. Jokic. Yeah, yeah that's going to probably be a fun game. Let's go with three and a half stars. Let's go four. Okay, four stars. That's four very heavy. All right. Out of four, out of five, that's a lot. All right, Brian likes it because it's early in the week. Does anybody else yeah, see one? I can or? watch that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the early ones because it gives you. I'm off Tuesday night, so. 
Well, it's twofold because it gives you a lot of time to watch it, but also by the time next week comes, you forget what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. It's twofold. Just show me show me that notes app and I'll use it. I will. All right, Thursday, Knicks are playing Chicago. We talked about that one Sheesh. earlier tonight. That's fun. Gotta be three to four stars. Three. Because it's not as good as Denver, Utah. In my opinion. No, I agree. That's a good game. Uh, Spurs at Mavs can probably wait, considering there's two other games that we like. So we'll put that one down. Couple, just a couple stars. But I really do like Spurs Mavs. Like that will be a good game. It will be. Jazz at Chicago, Saturday. I'd rather watch Jazz Nuggets. Right. Let's kick that one down. That's one. That one's out. And Saturday, Miami at Memphis. I mean, I'll be most likely watching that game anyway. So, right, but should be a good one. Yeah. Miami's favored to win forty-eight and a half games. Memphis forty-one and a half. It got could be a very competitive game. You got a little jaw ja versus Kyle Lowry. The the present versus the past. Little out of conference. That could be a really fun one. Like if we were going to do a Memphis one early, we could do. Uh, we do could you guys do two have, pick games, and I'll just promise to watch one of them. No, we pick one game. That's that's how we do things around here. Bo, do you have a pick? I like that Nuggets Jazz game. Okay, but I'm flexible. Of course you are, Brian. Uh, I mean. Looking through the schedule, if I was going to pick another one. I mean, Memphis-Portland Wednesday looks fun. Utah-Milwaukee Sunday looks fun, but I'd rather watch Utah and Denver. No, no, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sunday game is hard. Yeah. All right, I'm I think, calling and I think it. we're both working Sunday night, too. So, so y'all can watch it. <laughs> Together. I'm calling it. We're going Denver at Utah Tuesday. Tamara. Tomorrow night. Denver, Utah. That'll be fun. I think that'll make up for this fucking bullshit Lakers Phoenix game where we're kind of getting the stars out a little bit. Because mm-hmm. they're high. That's, that's a high profile game now. Yeah. It uh, I will say this, though. But it is now. Uh, before we completely commit to that, Denver did play against Cleveland and lost tonight. So it's a back to back for Denver. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. That'll yeah, I'm fine that'll, with that'll, any of these. I think that'll be fine. I think it'll push Denver. See what I don't got. think okay, here's the thing. Denver and Utah are gonna play again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're gonna play again. Memphis and Miami will not play again. That's true. And I kind of think they're very similar teams. The reason I want to see this is because I want to see how Memphis stacks up against a what is considered a really good Eastern Conference team. Yeah. Like, if Memphis was in the East, mm-hmm. would they be better than Miami? Well, Miami has Jimmy Butler and Memphis doesn't, so. I know, but we have John Moran. It's true. They don't have John Moran. It's true. He could, we could do this for hours. Yeah. I want to see how Memphis stacks up against a really good Eastern Conference team. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm for it. And 
why shouldn't our fucking second pick game, like early pick game, be a Memphis game? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Let's That's go. That's it. It's Saturday. It's Memphis, Miami. Thank That's you. The back pick to game back. of the week. And yeah. we don't want to watch this Denver back to back game. Coming off a loss. Good job, boss. Great job, Bo. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it, guys. Anybody with any final thoughts? Well, uh, we're not changing the pick game again. I was going to say, uh-uh. Miami's on a back-to-back Saturday night. Ooh. They play Friday <laughs> night. I don't care. I want to see how Memphis stands up against a, okay. what's supposed to be a really good Eastern. Right, I'm, cool. I'm making the call this week. Oh, no, that's cool. Uh-uh. Well, just, you know, what... Y'all had the pick last week. I got the pick this week now. We just did, you know. Huh? The criteria for the first pick game don't doesn't matter. You know, well, it's different criteria for the, no, no, the no. second pick game. No, no, no. no. it's fine. You, no, it's, no, no, you're no. the boss. That's not what happened. What happened was I realized <laughs> that Utah and Denver are going to play again. Sure. Like, we can get that matchup later yeah. when we want it, mm-hmm. when we have nothing else. Yeah. I want to see how Memphis stands up against a really good Eastern Conference team. On a back-to-back. I got you. It's understood. <laughs> back-to-back happening. <laughs> they happen. Thank you, Brian, for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Kevin, for the beers. Bo, thanks for being here. Sorry, yeah, for, sorry for running long again. There's just so much going on in the NBA. I'm having so much good. We'll dial it in. I'm having so much fun right now. It's week it's one. We'll gel. It's really fun. We'll gel. Well, I feel like we should be gelled, but that's fine. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening.